Okay, Tov, good morning. I want to thank our sponsors for the Emunah Shir this morning. Doctors Ilan and Juliana Rosenblatt who are sponsoring for a complete and speedy refuah shlema of their dear friend, Adina Leah Bas Shoshana Tzipora. Should have a speedy and painless and full recovery. And also want to thank last week's sponsors who uh, I didn't have that information, so I apologize. But Sarah Katuna, in honor of the birth of her granddaughter, Naomi Miriam Basara and Sharon Schuster, in honor of the birth of her grandson, Gavriel Aaron Ben Batsheva Yehudis. Okay, we're learning together a piece now from the Nesiva Shalom, the Slanam Rebbe. And um, he's talking about Elul. This appears within his section that he's talking about Elul. But I don't like to, in this shir, do anything that's particular to a Parsha or a Yontif so that people can listen whenever they listen. It's, not, uh, it's always relevant throughout the year. And the principles, the ideas, the themes that we're going to talk about are themes that are relevant, of course, all the time. And so he begins the following, it's a Pasuk familiar to us. We take the Torah out at Mincha, we recite this Pasuk. David HaMelech says, I am Tfilasi. I am my Tfilah. I am my prayer. And so on. Please help yourselves to coffee, by the way. At the beginning, David HaMelech starts and he says, Hashem Eisratzon. For you, Hashem, this is an auspicious time. Hashem, using the name of Hashem, Yudke Vavke, Shushem Rachamim. That name, Hashem has multiple names. You know, just like everyone has multiple names. I have my kids' names, so um, take my daughter, Esti. Her real name is Chaya Esther. So we call her Esti, that's her nickname. She's never done a bad thing in her life, but if she ever did, one might say, Chaya Esther Goldberg, how could you do that? So... <laughs> We have different names. Yeah, Estina, Chaya Esther. We have different names. Different names reflect different uh, components, different uh, relationships, different attitudes. And the same is true, Kaviyachol with Hashem Yisbarach. Shem Havaya, Yudke Vavke, represents Shem Rachamim. It's Hashem's compassion. So the Pasuk begins, Lacha Hashem, Eisratzon, using Shem Havaya, Yudke Vavke. And then it says, so which is it? Are we identifying with God as Yudke Vavke, as Hashem? Are we identifying with Him as Elohim? Elohim is Midas Adin. Why? Because the name Elohim reflects God as a judge. Strict justice. In fact, one of the names, we use the exact same term. The Chumash uses the same term. Elohim is a judge. A human judge is an Elohim. So we call God Elohim, we are relating to that component of God, which is strict justice. As opposed to when we use the name of Hashem, Yudkei Vavke, we're relating to that component of Hashem, who identifies with us as Rachamim. So why the shift in the language? And then Elohim. Why do we go from Hashem to Elohim? Says the Salaam Rebbe, The acronym Elul, which if you haven't gotten the memo, Rosh Chodesh Elul is, in a couple of days from now, is this Shabbos. It is almost impossible to leave, believe we are at Rosh Chodesh Elul. So the word Elul, which is the name of the month, we try to um, identify different themes within the month by describing it as an acronym, Rosh Tevas. So the most popular, the most famous among them is, Anila Dodi Vidodi Li, from Shira Shiram, I am to my beloved, my beloved is to me. Less popular is... Ish l'reyeyu, u'matanos le'evyonim. 
which is a theme we talk about in Purim, it's from the Megillah, but it also reflects that Elul is a time, not only that I talk about my relationship with Hashem, Ani Lidodi Vidodi Li, but it's also my relationship with fellow men, Ish Matanos caring about our fellow man, connecting with our fellow people, experiencing a sense of unity. There's a third dimension, by the way. We live simultaneously in the dimension of Ben Adon Lamakom. We're focused on our relationship between us and God. Ben Adon Lachavera, we're focused on our relationship with other people. And what's the third relationship in our lives? Ben Adam Le'atzmo. Between a person and themselves, the Maral. I think I've shared this here before. Maral talks about the theme of three. When you learn Pirkei Avos and you go through the theme of three, you'll always find the three corresponds with Bein Adam L'Chavero, Bein Adam L'Makam, and Bein Adam L'Atzmo. So when it says the world exists on three things, three things remove you from the world, three things, every time you see the theme of the number three in Pirkei Avos, which you see all the time, the three correspond with, now you have to go back and plug it in. You take the three things, which one is Bein Adam L'Makam, Bein Adam L'Chavero, Bein Adam L'Atzmo. So here we have acronyms for Elul that reflect all three. Anila Dodi Vidodi Li is my relationship with Hashem. I am to my beloved. My beloved is to me. Romantic, loving, longing, yearning. Also, Ishlereu Matanos Levionim represents interpersonal. And then you also have a third one. Rebelch Biederman brings down. The third one is an acronym. It's in the Yiddish. The letters are out of order, but they are Lebedik and Viter Lebedik. Elo is a time not to be sad and somber and down and depressed. But Lebedek, you should be besimcha. The gematria of Elul is, it's off one, but in the world of gematria, apparently you're allowed to be off one. The gematria, <laughs> the gematria of Elul is Chaim. Elul is a time that you come to life. There are people, I just uh, submitted an article that Mishpach is publishing about this, that there are people, we say, this whole period of the year is characterized by the ambition, the aspiration for life. Now, what kind of life are we longing for? To have a pulse? Is that the life that we're longing for? The Maggot of Mezrich, others say no. Kodesh Baruch is going to determine if we live or die. Zachrenu l'chayim, melachavitz b'chayim, this emphasis on chayim, on life, is that not just that I have a pulse, not just that I'm breathing, not just that my heart is beating, but that my attitude, my mentality, my mental health, my spiritual health, that I'm experiencing being alive. There are people who are walking around dead even while they are alive. When you're negative, when you're hopeless, when you're despondent, when you're pessimistic, when you're bitter, when you're resentful, when you're angry, when you're fatalistic, there are people walking around dead even while they are yet alive. So we say, Hashem, Zachreinu Lachayim, let me have life, Simcha Sachayim, a zest for life, and the will to live, and the joy for life, and the ambition of life. Let me be alive while I'm alive. Hashem is the one who's Machayim Mesim. We say a bracha, the Shemur Esri, every day. We talk about Neman Atalachayos Mesim. Kirish Baruch you bring the dead back to life. So we're talking about certainly the world to come. It's one of the principles of our faith, the belief in Tchiyas HaMesim, that Hashem will bring the dead back to life. But we're also talking about Hashem's capacity to bring us back to life even while we're alive. We went through a difficult episode, we went through a hard time, we felt down and depressed, we were dead even while we were alive. Hashem, you are the Mechaye Mesim. Bring me back to life. Give me the will to live. Show me there's a reason to wake up and I can put one foot in front of the other. Give me optimism, not, pe- not pessimism. Make me hopeful, not hopeless. Give me joy, not a sense of depression. Lebedek unvaiter lebedek. Elul. It's a time, people think in Elul, you gotta, there's all the stories of the Gedolim that they would just hear, Rosh Chodesh Elul, Yeh and they would pass out. 
They say about the Chavetz Chaim, they say it all about the Gizol Yisrael. They would just hear the word Elul, they would pass out. They'd have to be revived. Okay, that's one tradition. But there's another tradition. It's a beautiful tradition. We have the opposite. Elul, oh God, Roshayim, Kippur, seating, meals, brisket, chauffeur. You know, that's the opposite tradition. That's wrong. That's wrong. It's a beautiful tradition that a person feels the, the intensity of Elul to the point that they pass out. But one shouldn't think that Elul is a time to walk around dead. The opposite. Lebedek and Vaiter Lebedek. You got to be alive. You got to be excited. You got to be vibrant. Elul is Gematria Chaim. It's Tchiyas HaMesim. We experience a Tchiyas HaMesim in Elul. The whole year you're walk, walking around dead even while you were alive. You were coasting. You were sleepwalking through life. It's time to come alive. It's time to come alive. So Elul, the acronym Anila Dodi Vidodi Li, corresponds with between me and God. Between me and man. Lebedek Vaiter Lebedek which is the most recent tradition of the acronyms for Elul, but Ben Adam La'atzmo, that's the relationship between me and myself, that as we go into Elul, as we're going to get ready for Rosh Elul the Shabbos, it's time to come alive. It's to come, time to come out of the sleep mode and to bring back to life. So it says the Slanam Rebbe, Perish Ani Lidodi. What does it mean, Ani Lidodi? We all know this. Ani Lidodi Vidodi Li. What does it mean? Ani Lidodi Vidodi Li. Shemavat Al-Atzmo Umoser Kod Shukosov Lidodi. Think about these words. Ani lidodi. What does ani mean? I. But it's more than just I. Ani is my ego, my sense of self, my id. It's my identity. The ani is who I am. And in that statement, ani lidodi, what we're saying, Elul is a time where ani is lidodi. I am mevatel. I nullify my sense of self to Hashem. Who I am is an individual dedicated and devoted to the service of the Almighty of the Ribbono Shalom. The Ani within me, my sense of self, my ego, my id, Ani is Lidodi. I am to you. I say at many weddings that I, that I do, I just I did a wedding last week, I'm doing a wedding next week, Baruch Hashem, we should all have so many simchas. So I say, I don't know where I got this from, I'm not sure, maybe I made it up, I don't even know. But I say, you know, there's a, the kala walks around the chasen seven times. Why does the kala walk around seven times? Different reasons are brought down. One, Klai Yisrael, we walked around Yericho seven times, the walls came crumbling down. Whatever walls exist between the chasen and kala, mazel tov, greta, big simcha, baruch Hashem. Whatever walls that exist between the chasen and kala, the walls should come crumbling down. But I said, I don't again, I don't remember where I heard this or saw this or made this up. I thought about it in a dream. I have no idea. But I say always at these weddings, I say the kala, my dearest kala, you just walked around the chasen seven times. You drew a circle around the chasen and you placed him at the center of your life. And the chassan now takes a ring, it's a circle. And he puts it on the finger of the kala, and he places the kala at the center of his life. You know, you have a happy marriage, you know, you have beautiful, you know, sustained love, real, authentic love, sustained love. The deepest, most meaningful love is not when you put yourself at the center of your life, it's when you draw a circle and you put the other at the center of your life. You put their needs ahead of your own, and so on and so forth, right? The very beautiful imagery of the circle and putting the other at the center of, of, the, center of the circle. That's Anila Dodi. Hashem, my life is a circle. And there's all kinds of points on my circle. There's my going to the gym, there's my being home, there's I like to eat, there's I like to sleep, there's I learn, there's I go to work, there's, I, there's so many points on my circle. What's in the middle of my circle? Where do the spokes of the wheel all go back to? Is at the center of the circle me? 
my ego, my name, my honor, my appetite, my desire, my want, or the ani, my life, the points on my circle are lidodi. Hashem, you're the point, you're the center of my circle. We talked about this on Shavuos. I gave a drosh of the irastichli, that uh, the beautiful words of the Navi, that we marry Hashem, a Baruch who held the mountain over our head like a chuppah, and irastichli liolam, irisin, we're married to Hashem, the most beautiful imagery of, of the wedding. And that's what we're supposed to feel in Elul, is if Tisha B'Av we were sitting on the floor feeling estranged from Hashem, a broken relationship, the opportunities lost, the potential unrealized, then this is the exact inverse. Now we're heading into Elul, we come alive, it's Tchiyas HaMesim, it's Lebedik. And what's the alive? There's no one more alive than when they're dating, when they're courting, when they're falling in love, when they're getting ready to, uh, to bring their lives together. Why? There's just... They're walking on cloud nine. They're walking on air. They just just want to be together all the time and hear from each other all the time. And they're just longing and they're just counting down. And there's romance and there's vibrancy and there's electricity. The truth is, there's nothing. They barely know each other. They think <laughs> they think they have all of that. You don't really have all of that till after you get married. But they think they have all of that. And they'll learn that they have all of that much later. Right then was really lust, not love. Love comes afterwards. We learn that from Yitzchak. Pasuk says with Yitzchak that he brings Rivka Allah into the tent, and then he loves her. And the Mephorshim point out, what do you mean? Don't you have to? The Western notion is, you got to fall in love before you bring her into the tent. First you have to have love, then comes marriage. Yeah. What do you mean first comes marriage, then comes love? This isn't the Shalom Bayashir, but uh, first comes love, then, first comes marriage, then comes love, because love is to know one another. You don't even begin to know one another. Love is experiencing life's hardships and challenges, joys and triumphs, and through those experiences, you feel more connected. I'm only sharing all this because Anila Dodi Vidodi Li. The theme of Elul, at least this theme, Bein Adon Lamakam, our relationship with Hashem is, if I felt estranged on Tisha B'av, now I'm not estranged, I'm madly in love. I can't take my mind off of you. I'm driving, and I got a speeding ticket because I wasn't paying attention because all I was thinking about was you. Um, my mind is wandering. I'm in class. I have to study for a final. And my mind is wandering because of you. Love is HaKadosh Baruch Ribbono Shalom. I'm supposed to be at work. I'm on the treadmill. I'm shopping in the supermarket, but all I could think about is you. I'm in love. I feel your love. I feel your presence. I can't wait to talk to you next with davening. I can't wait to feel your connection more. Ani, my whole sense of ego, my sense of self, my ani is lidodi. I am submitting it. I am forfeiting is a negative connotation, but I am nullifying it. I am, I am giving it. I'm devoting it to you so that you want milchiks and I want fleshiks for dinner. I'm devoted to you. Nebuch, Rahman, Islam, we're going to have milchiks because you're the center of my circle. I think that we should go here on vacation. You want to go there. I think that we should do this. You want to do that. You're the center of my circle. But guess what? You're also doing the same thing. You're saying... Let's do fleshiks because you're the center of my circle. And when two parties are each saying the other is the center of their circle, you have two happy parties. Anila dodi vidoduli, mevatal atzmo. So it's not just anila dodi, it's ani, my sense of ani. My ani is lidodi. I am devoting, I am dedicating who I am, what I am, what my desires. Mevatal ratzon chamapne ratzono. Kamashikosov kedushas levi. The Heilige Bedichever says, Yadu Hashem Akipurim, Eno Machaper. Achivatal Satmo Vakokosov, Cholashayishla Hashem is Barach. Yom Kippur is Machaper. Yom Kippur is an unbelievable day. Yom Kippur comes along and it atones for the mistakes we've made. So you know what? It's like your anniversary. You know? 
It's true, you had moments of estrangement during the year, you neglected one another, you made mistakes, you, you had fights, you had whatever, tension, friction, conflict. But if you do the anniversary right, all is forgiven, you're back in love, it's renewed vows, and it's a chance to start again. So Yom Kippur is our anniversary with the Rebona Shalom, and whatever mistakes, shortcomings, failures, friction, tension we had during the year, it is a new opportunity. But says the Badichever, when is that true? Gemara says, Itzumo Yom Kippur, when the date arrives in the calendar, it's enough. The anniversary with the nostalgia and the fresh start in its beginning is enough. But when is Yom Kippur Mechaper, says the Badichever, the Kedushas Levi? He says, when your Mavatel is Atzmo. If I come to the anniversary and I say, you know what, I was selfish this year. Every time we had a fight, it's because I put my ego ahead of you. Because I put my ego. Every time we had a fight, it's because I gave, got angry. I was impatient. I put my needs ahead of yours. But you know what? I'm evatel my ani. Ani lidodi. I am nullifying my sense of self. I'm once again putting the ring on your finger and putting you at the center of the circle of my life again. I've reminded myself. So the Badichever says, that's what Yom Kippur, that's what this period of the year is about. <clears throat> so if you do tshuva, it's not enough. So in other words, if I come to my wife and I say, look, this incident, that incident, and the other incident, I'm sorry and I'm sorry and I'm sorry. She says, okay, I forgive you. But you know what? You haven't restored the relationship to where it was. All you did was ask forgiveness for the particular incident, particular incident, particular incident. But if more than just ask forgiveness for the particular incident, you come in the meta, you come in the more broad sense, and you say, I'm not just asking forgiveness for the particular incident, I'm saying, Ani, my sense of self, I'm nullifying to you, I'm devoted to you, I'm re-devoting and I'm rededicating. So the Beditra says that's what we do with the Rebona Shalom. It's not that Hashem I once forgot to make a bracha, and Hashem I once didn't say Hashem properly, and Hashem I once slept late and I didn't daven on time, and Hashem I once ate something or looked at something or did something, so forgive me, forgive me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we're good, you're good, we're good, we're good. We're good does not return a romantic, loving, intimate relationship. Do you forgive me? It does not bring back the romance. What brings back the romance is that recommitment and redevotion to, I want to get back to a place where you are the center of my circle, where you are all that I could think of. When a couple is falling in love, when they're in the courtship, when they are first choosing to dedicate their lives to one another, they are prepared to put the other ahead of themselves because that, that's where they are. And that's what we are returning to with Hashem. Ani l'dodi, I'm nullifying my ani, it is to you. So when we do that, the dodi li, Hashem is devoted to us. He relates to us exactly the way we relate to Him. So when I say to my wife, when a woman says to a man, I nullify myself to you, you are the center of my circle. So if he's a normal, decent human being, he's not going to say, oh, that's great. So for me, I'm the center of my circle. And for you, I'm the center of your circle. That's fantastic. Right? Such a person... Such a person is, is, a, is not a, it, it, there's problems, there's challenges there. That needs to be worked out. That needs some therapy for himself and for the relationship to have a future. Hopefully, hopefully there's reciprocity. So you say, you know, you're the center of my circle. You're the center of my universe. Your happiness comes even before my own. Your joy, your success, nothing gives me greater joy or pride. You're the center of my circle. And hopefully the other person says, oh, that's so sweet. You're the center of my circle. And you are all that I care about, your happiness, your joy, your pride. Hopefully this reciprocity, that's the secret to successful marriage. And the same is true, our relationship with Hashem is a loving, longing, intimate marriage. So, Ani Lidodi. 
Hashem, I'm giving you my ani. You're the center of my circle. And you know what Hashem says? Oh, that's so sweet. Mida can I get mida? Well, guess what? You're all that matters to me, Hashem says. I love you. I'm devoted to you. I want you to be happy. He doesn't just then forgive us. It's not just that you're off the hook for whatever punishment you are facing, but so much more than that. When there is that love and that devotion and being mevatal the ani, then Hashem turns in vidodili. So within anila dodi, sometimes there's a particular mistake that we've made, and we need to atone. We need to correct the particular mistake. Sheshav that you return vomer and you say ana Hashem chatasi avisi pashati vasisi kach bekach v'yeshuva klalis akom metzias chayim. So there's the particular tshuva, and then there's the general tshuva. I can go to my wife and say, I know you're angry at me. Yesterday I sent that text. It wasn't really nice of me. It wasn't sensitive. I'm sorry I said it that way. Please forgive me. That's one conversation. But then there's a broader conversation that says, you know, I don't know if I've told you how in love I am with you and I haven't really been the husband I want to be and I, and I need to be and I'm now devoted to put you at the center of my circle. There's the particular and then there's the broad, there's the general. And the same is true during this time of the year in our relationship with Hashem. We're focused on the particular. I made a mistake, how do I correct it? How do I repair it? How do I atone to it? But I also have the general relationship and we take an assessment. This is the time of year, one year I spoke about and I even offered, though very few took me up on it, that we, we go once a year, we're supposed to, for a physical. You go for a physical, usually around your birthday. You go for a physical, do some blood work, you take some tests, the doctor reviews everything, and the doctor says, okay, here's what you gotta work on, here's what's going well, here's where you're the perfect specimen of health, here's where you've, your health is in crisis. You go for a physical and you learn about yourself, so you know what you need to work on the year ahead. This is the time of year that we go not for a physical, but we go for a spiritual. We go for a spiritual. And if a physical looks at your cholesterol, your blood pressure, your sugar level, your cardiovascular system, whatever, there's a checklist that the doctor goes through to review your physical, then there's also a check-in for your spiritual. We should all undergo a spiritual. The physical you don't give to yourself, you go to a doctor. And the spiritual, it's hard to give yourself. You don't have to go to the rabbi, but someone you love and trust in your life to undergo a spiritual. The spiritual is, how's my davening? How are my brachas? How's my ben adon l'chavero? How's my chesed? How's my, what are the contributors to assessing how am I doing spiritually? How's my neshama? You know, it's brought down that in Kelm, a person would walk in to find someone else in the street in Kelm in the month of Elul, and you'd say, Manishma, how are you? And they would understand, not Manishma, but Manishama, how, how is your neshama? And the person would answer, and what, you, what they were really asking is, are you a ben aliyah or a ben yirida? Are you on the way up or on your way the way down? And the person would answer, I'm working on my kavana or my year of Shemayim. What do you mean? Can you imagine you run into someone in Boca in the supermarket in Elo? Hey, how are you? How am I? My year of Shemayim is getting there. I'm working on it. I'm but that's in Kelm, the understood language of the month of Elo of how are you was not how are you, but how is your neshama? Are you going up or are you going down? Are you a Ben Aliyah or are you a Ben Yerida? So this is that time of year where we're taking a spiritual we are assessing, how's my davening? How are my brachas? How's my chesed? How, how am I? How's my neshama? I like to do that. I speak to people always and I'll say, how you doing? They tell me, I say, that's nice. You just told me everything about your goof. How's everything? Well, in business, I'm killing it. And I lost 20 pounds. And I went on a vacation. And I this. I said, that's nice. How's your neshama? How's your neshama? Yeah. No, often the answer is neshama. What's that? Where, where is that? What is that? 
right? So how's your, how's your neshama? How's your neshama? That's the question we're supposed to ask ourselves this time of year. How's my neshama doing? I nourish the body. What am I doing to nourish the soul? I try to keep the body healthy. I work out the body. What am I doing to work out the soul? How's the neshama? The ani dodi. How's my ani? The Pasuk says that we are not to emulate. We're not to walk in the ways of the Egyptians, of the Canaanites. Hashem says when you get to that land, don't walk like an Egyptian. So why is the Torah saying don't walk like an Egyptian? Why does it just say, these are the Isurim? Don't eat non-kosher, don't violate Shabbos, don't cheat, don't be dishonest. Why do I have to say on top of that, this umbrella, generic, also don't walk like an Egyptian? Just tell me what's halacha, mutter and asr, what's permissible, what's forbidden? What is being added by saying, don't walk like an Egyptian? Because what the Torah is telling us, says the Salaam Rebbe, is that not only the things that are forbidden, you shouldn't do, but the things that are going to detract from your relationship, you shouldn't do. Again, come back to the metaphor of our relationships, because that's what our relationship with Hashem is built on. We're in a relationship. That is the purpose of this year, Amuna. It's what we talk about our little support group every week, is that we're in a relationship. How are we doing? This is group therapy for our marriage to Hashem. How is our marriage? What's going well? What's not? What do we need to work on? How can we become more selfless? How do we nullify our ani, ani lidodi? So says the son of Marebbe, in marriage, in relationship, in friendship, in parenting, in every area of life, in relationships, there are the things that, there are the things that are positive contributors to the relationship. There are the things that are disastrous for the relationship. And there's a middle category. They're not technically wrong, but you know that it's not good for your relationship. It's not good for your relationship, right? So it's not technically you haven't violated the relationship, you haven't violated the other person categorically, but it doesn't nurture the relationship. That's what Hashem is saying. The things that, they're not going to nurture your relationship with me. It's not mutter, it's not asr. It's not permissible, it's not forbidden, it's not a mitzvah, it's not, it's not forbidden. But it's not going to nurture the relationship. It doesn't bring you closer to me. Avoid that too. The Egyptian mentality, the Egyptian culture was to be in it for themselves. Everything we do, it's from me. Satisfy my appetite, my pleasure, my need, my want. Ava Yehudi, but a Jew, The Jew doesn't ask, what do I want? What's in it for me? The Jew asks, what does Hashem want me for me, for me right now? And what's in it for God? So every choice, where should I go on vacation? What should I say? What should I do? How do I react? Do I take this job? Do I do this thing? The question is always, what will give nachas ruach to Hashem? What does Hashem want from me right now? Not what's for me. Well, what will get me the most likes and follows? What will give me the greatest honor? What will make me the most money? What will give me the great? We live in a world that says, what will make you the happiest? You deserve to be happy. So what will make you the happiest? Who says happiness is a value? Who says happiness is a value? What's his name? The New York Times uh, op-ed author wrote a book about character, the road to character. And in it he says, we don't live for happiness, we live for holiness. We don't live for happiness, we live for holiness. That's so true. Who says you live for happiness? It's nice to be happy, don't get me wrong. When you have holiness, that actually makes you happy. But we don't live for happiness, 
we live for holiness. So the world we live in says, what every decision, every action, every expenditure, everything you're about to do, ask yourself, will it make me happy? You deserve to be happy. You deserve happiness. Will it make you happy? Who says we live for happiness? We don't live for happiness. We live for holiness. We don't live for happiness, we live for holiness. So the Mitzri, what God was saying is, don't be like a Mitzri, don't walk like an Egyptian. The Egyptian, and you can argue the secular American, the secular Westerner says, what gives me pleasure? What makes me happy? Will this make me happy? The Jew doesn't say, will this make me happy? The Jew says, will this make me holy? The Jew says, what does Hashem want from me right now? Will this give nachas ruach to Hashem? Will this make Hashem proud? That's the question we ask ourselves. And this is the commandment for the very existence of a meaningful life that the Torah wants our lives to be different than everyone else's. Don't just avoid that which is prohibited. Even a mitzvah, you could do a mitzvah like an Egyptian or you could do a mitzvah like a Jew. What does he mean? You could do a mitzvah like an Egyptian, you could do a mitzvah like a Jew. When I do a mitzvah, I'm davening with a lot of kavanah, I'm shuckling back and forth. I donate a large amount of tzedakah. If I'm doing it for my sense of self, if I'm doing it for my ego, I want to be known as having the longest Shemona Esri in the shul, I want my name in lights for giving the most amount of tzedakah, I want to have the most amount of followers, I want to be admired and revered, then I'm doing a mitzvah like an Egyptian. It's all about me. But if I do a mitzvah because I say my purpose in being here is to serve Hashem to repair His world. I am here to fulfill His goal for me. I'm here to serve Him. I'm doing a mitzvah not for me, but for Him. I do it with humility. Nobody even needs to know about it. So then, I'm doing a mitzvah like a Jew. You could do a mitzvah like an Egyptian. You could do a mitzvah like a Jew. Um, how do you bring a person from his corner in his life. You'll never say this pasuk again when you take out the Torah the same way. What are we saying? As regarding my ani, vani, regarding my sense of self, tfilasi, my prayer is, lecha Hashem, that I can give it to you. Oh, wow, what a great shot. Vani, my sense of ani, my sense of self, tfilasi, my prayer regarding my sense of self, is that lecha Hashem, that I can devote it to you. Because every day I'm battling. There's a piece of me that wants to serve my ego, there's a piece of me that wants to serve you. There's a piece of me that wants to make me happy. There's a piece of me that wants to make you happy. Vani, sfilasi, my prayer regarding my ani is lecha Hashem. That I can devote it and give it and be mevatel it to you. That I have zero sense of self. I have no ego intertwined. It's all about you. It's all about... This is not just a Jewish idea. There's a book by Jim Collins called Good to Great where he studied successful companies and he identified five hallmarks of a great leader. The five hallmarks of a great leader. Not just good, how do you go from good to great as a person? How do you go from good to great in leadership? And level number one of leadership, Jim Collins says, is when it's not about you, it's about the cause. The best leader is not about 
how their name can be the brand, how their name is synonymous with the brand or the company, but they put the company and the brand ahead of themselves. It's success ahead of their own name and ego. That's level one leadership. Not from a religious perspective, but even in general. So that's exactly what we're saying here is to be mevato, ayin ve'ef, is my ani? No, it's about the cause. I'm part of the cause. I'm part of the mission. I'm part of the brand called Torah. My name is secondary. My ego is not even secondary. It's ayin ve'efes. It's non-existence. Vani, svi my prayer is, l'cha Hashem. That every choice, every behavior, every action that I make. V'chaynichla b'l'cha Hashem, she'yad davak l'Hashem. V'lo yasa Hashem davar negar ritzoni yizborach ha'mekalkalas advekas b'Hashem yizborach. So my mission and goal is that it's all to you, Hashem, and nothing that is in conflict, nothing that is driven by my sense of ego, my sense of me. He has not yet answered, we'll do this next week, Mirz Hashem, he's not yet answered why the shift from Hashem to Elohim. Why did we change? Which he'll get to now. But he's explaining, Ani dodi v'dodi li. This is a romantic time. We're courting, we're falling in love with Hashem all over again. And just like a couple, and hopefully we have the nostalgia in our own relationships, that we can remember that when we were falling in love, all we could think about was the other. And all we cared about was the other person's happiness. And we put them at the center of our circle. That's when we were early on in our courtship and in our relationship, that's all we could think about. And we were just longing to be together and distracted throughout the day by the thought of that person. So that's Elul. Anila dodi v'dodi li. Hashem is the center of our circle. We're falling in love all over again. Lebedek and Viter Lebedek. We're alive. We're vibrant. Our relationship is electric again. As opposed to it being um, on life support sometimes throughout the rest of the year. Yeah.